tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The League on AfterBuzz TV, Season 6, Episode 10, Episexy. I'm your host, Jennifer Golden, and with me is my lovely co-host, George Hermosa. Hermosa. Jorge Hermosa. Jorge Hermosa. Hermosa. Jennifer Golden. Yes. The <gasps> Miami. Exactly. Um, so, George. What'd you think? Hi. I missed you. Did you? It's been the longest two weeks of my life. Oh, sad. I missed you. What's going to happen when the season's over? Are we going to break up? No, I, I heard uh, we're going to try to convince Phil to do a little something, something. If you know it. I don't want to say anything. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. Gonna try I know what you're talking about. Someone. Just watch. You'll, you'll see. You'll see, peeps. Um, so, Episexy, what did you think of this episode? I liked it. I mean... We'll get into it later, but uh, as far as Ruxin, but he wasn't there, but huh. it's okay. Uh, you know what? You know what I was thinking to myself. I was thinking to myself, self, whatever it is, you know, because obviously he's got another commitment. Right, that better be good. Better if be if he's going to sit there and miss uh, shooting episodes of the league. It better be hilarious. I don't yeah. know whatever it is that he's doing, but it better be good. You know what? I feel like he would have been a great contribution to this episode because of the glasses and mm-hmm. Teflon Dre stuff mm-hmm. going on. Let's just jump right in. So sexy. So the beginning of the episode has Pete bottom, right? Uh, but girl on top. Girl on top. Kind of looks the, like Jenny. It totally resembled Jenny. It was very confusing. I thought it might be a dream or something, or that maybe husband and wife got to actually do a scene together, mm-hmm. and it was like maybe something. I don't know. But it's you know the reason the episode is called Episexy is because of the storyline. So why don't you tell everybody about it? So the scene starts with again she's kind of. Going to town on Pete, Pete's without, new lady, without getting a little too graphic. Yeah, and uh, he, she, she kind of, she suffers some epilepsy, which you know causes seizures or however that works. But yeah. Yeah, she's having essentially having a seizure on top of Pete, right? And Pete enjoyed it. He did. <laughs> It was episexy. And it was just funny because it was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry I had a seizure. I'm like, oh, well, that that was? Oh. She's like, oh, I, uh, I swear it's not going to happen again. He's like, Wait, really? Are you sure? I mean, it's okay if you do. Right. And he, like, goes to lengths to make it happen again. Pretty much, yeah. By, like, setting the mood with this crazy music that would make her go. Or he puts on something on. Oh, no. He, white noise the, on the, TV. The, yeah, pretty much. And he's trying to, again, set the mood. He's like, oh, you don't need to set the mood. And it was funny because she was like... Oh, I never really have seizures two days in a row because I had one last night. And he just total, like, Pete's not even into it. It's like right. he lost his mojo. He was disappointed because he was obviously waiting for that mm-hmm. that seizure to happen. Um, coincidentally, though, uh, they do actually have sex and it was fine. It yeah. just wasn't seizure sex. Yeah, he was good. but It wasn't you know, epi-sex. Yeah, definitely a, a step lower than what Pete was expecting. Right. I mean, and then, of course, it ends up being that Pete ends up having a seizure. Well, I, I didn't think he was just high on speed. Because remember, uh, I guess Rafi, we'll go into that a little bit yeah. later, but Rafi had speed so he can get everything in bullet time, like in the Matrix. So, every, so while, cry. while he's doing everything fast, everything else still seems slow to him, but he bumps into Pete. I don't know, they wrestle. 
uh, yeah, Ra- uh, at the bar. Yeah, and then he gets his pills confused. Pete accidentally takes speed and then just goes to town on his girlfriend. Yeah, you know what though? It looked like a seizure. Yeah, like yeah. maybe he had too much, and yeah. that's like what happens when you OD on. And speed. apparently, Is she you... enjoyed it. She did. So maybe that's the th- maybe that's the secret. Maybe. No, no, no candlelights, no setting the mood. Maybe no just Viagra even. Having seizures. Seizure sex. Hmm. Well, that's a thing, I guess. Something I'm looking to do. Another interesting thing that <laughs> happened in this episode was Jenny, we find out, has been lying to her daughter. There's been a lot of trust issues in this episode. So Jenny's been lying to her daughter about this chow mein she's been making, making, I say loosely in quotes, um, since Ellie was a baby. And so Ellie always loved it and, and Jenny didn't want to disappoint her. And so she keeps telling her she makes that chow mein. Mm-hmm. So that Chinese restaurant obviously has to stay in business because Jenny has to keep ordering it and feeding Ellie this magical chow mein. But unfortunately, it's that week in school mm-hmm. where it's parents cook for the kids day or whatever. I never had that in, in elementary I, school. I think that I did. And I don't remember what it was. Maybe it wasn't that they had to like cook for everybody. In this case... Um, it was like, share your favorite family recipes. So Ellie was like, my mom makes chow mein, mm. the best in the world, world famous. So Jenny has to then make it for the whole class and has clearly never made chow mein in her life. And, you know. But one of uh, Ellie's friends who, I guess, spilled some chow mein on her sweater. Yeah. Uh, and then Jenny ended up washing it, you know, drying it. But Taco hid some uh, Mary Jane in the dryer and caused her thing to smell like weed. So already the 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 friend's daughter, or friend's uh, friend's daughter, the friend's mother was already expecting like, why is she smell like weed now? Right, and so, so she had to like, explain the whole like. Of course, Jenny's like, no, not even. You know what? Your kids are already sounding young. I mean, I thought that right. was kind of funny. I did too, and of course it was Taco related because yeah, he had his guest anything, stash. Anything related to weed is going to be related to Taco. Right, so he had a guest his guest stash stored in. In the dryer mm. and he thought Jenny doesn't use the dryer because mm. her kids are always dirty <laughs> and dressed in dirty clothes. Typical taco. Typical. Um, there's always an insult along with his like absent mindedness. <laughs> um, so yeah. So then Jenny makes the, the, you know, she tries to make the, um, chow mein and she actually asks Taco for help and Taco brings her this chef that's like extraordinary and his mm-hmm. name is Lee Y. Lee. Lee Y. Lee or something like that. But I'm kind of curious because Bobby Lee, who played that character, I don't know if you remember, but he was in an episode on season one of The League. It was... What was he? Okay, so Taco... Okay, so no, they go to like Koreatown or whatever. I know there's Chinatown and Koreatown here, but they go whatever the Chicago yeah. thing is because Ruxin wanted to buy his wife something special and then Taco was like, oh, cool. Now I can go get the three penis wine because he, Taco, needed to get horny or whatever. So then they were at a restaurant ordering stuff, and he was one of the, Bobby Lee was one of, like, the restaurant or the, I don't know, eat, what am I trying to say? He's eating there. Great. Yeah. A patron. A patron, yeah, sure. A customer. (laughs) A diner, if you will. Exactly, yeah. And then so, Ruxin goes to wash his hands, but he washes his hands in the urinal, the Bobby Lee character walks in and makes fun of Ruxin for washing his hand. He just, everybody makes fun of him. But he did kind of seem like a little mentally challenged as a reference in this episode. I'm just kind of curious if that's the same character or is it a whole new character? Interesting. That we'll have to look into it on IMDb because mm-hmm. it will say what he played. Yeah. So we'll but, do but that research it, for you guys unless it, you want to text and tweet and do the whole thing says, and tell us. If it just says patron, I mean, it can still be the same guy, but... I don't think he had a name of that one episode in season Oh, one. interesting. Yeah. Well, they brought him back, and he was supposed to be the expert. However, he was less expert and more frittata, no. as Jenny called mm-hmm. him. And he was putting, like, the dough 
And this was also at Menage Sink, uh, Andre and Russell's new place. And so they were playing with dough and like putting it on their neck and on their face. And he was like cutting eyes out and yeah. making, what is it? Noodle head. Something like that. Who's the guy with the dough face noodle head or whatever? I was like, huh. Good stuff, Taco. Right. And then of course, Rafi knows exactly who he is. He enters with what was so ridiculous was like a toilet for <laughs> the restaurant because chefs need to go yeah. poo during cooking and can't clearly stop in his mind. But it's uh, funny because he just mentioned like not even a here, let me go to the bathroom. His In his mind, it's let me finish what I'm cooking. So let me take everything to the bathroom so right. I can finish there. Because that's the logical, easier <laughs> way of doing things. Yeah, exactly. That Rafi. But apparently Rafi's, and that's another girl that was uh, on a previous episode. Yeah. The swimming instructor, because Ruxin didn't want to go to Baby Jeffrey's swimming class, so he tells Rafi to go instead and imposes at his father, meets a swimming instructor. She's crazy. Right. Like, I think she literally referred to herself as a human dumpster, because she'll just take anything in. Right. And then, of course, she is now (laughs) dating Lee Wiley. Yeah. And... I don't know how she is, but would she say that he's like sensitive or he has, he's super empathetic. Just when you look at his eyes, eyes, he did have some nice eyes. His eyes were probably trying to figure out what the hell was going on. I almost got lost in them. Did you? But then I got a text. Right. Well, and then, you know, why be present? Why be present? (laughs) Um, so Lee Wiley doesn't work out. Jenny then takes it upon herself to go learn how to make chow mein. It's not the same, obviously, as it usually is. And we find out why. Because Taco (laughs) used one of the recipes boxes for his weed stash. Yeah. He put, instead of uh, the Chinese seasoning in one of the uh, bottles, Mm -hmm. he replaced it with his weed. So Jenny, of course, makes the recipe and cooks the weed into it and Mm -hmm. now brings it to school and all the kids get high. That was was one of the funniest scenes. That was hilarious. Little kids high. I'm sorry. I know it's like so not okay, but... Pretty funny to watch. I'm kind of curious, like, you know, whoever the director was, what his direction was. Like, obviously, they're not going to say, all right, kids, act like you're high. They're going to be like, what? No, they probably assigned each kid a line and was like, say. But as far as, like, the movements go, you know, the guys. The yeah. People, you know? I'm sure they showed each one what to do. <laughs> but, I mean, and kid actors are pretty smart. They're yeah. usually, like, a little bit above. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I thought that scene was hilarious. Hilarious. The, the teacher I thought was really funny too. Just the whole like. Oh, uh, she got high first. She's like, this is the best chow mein yeah. ever. And just, I mean, it was my, I think one of my favorite lines. She's like, oh my God, I'm gonna get fired. I'm gonna get fired. Oh, I never lied to you. You know, just I like your, of, your version of her voice really? is amazing. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, she knew she was done for. And so she started being very honest because I guess that's what you do when you're mm-hmm. high. And then the other kids were giggling. One kid passed out in his bowl. <laughs> one wouldn't stop eating. Mm-hmm. Um, one felt like he was flying. It was just really funny things coming out of these kids. Uh, Needless to say, Jenny's probably not going to be asked to cook for anyone again. No. I wonder, like, and we're not going to see what happens with that. There's not going to be any penalties for it. Mm-hmm. It's funny because it's always something. Like, they, she had that, uh, I think maybe it was last year. Breast awareness? No, no, no. Oh, oh that too. But, uh, like a season or two ago, Ellie's teacher, I forgot her name in real life, but it was the one that Pete had a thing with and she had to do, like, Kegel exercises. I don't know if you remember yeah. that episode. But, she was kind of like always, she was a teacher and then she would always be that person that's like, oh, Jenny, um, your kid has a, I think it was this, a science project where Ellie had to do like a waste, a waste, 
You're like just a oh, bit, I remember bit of that trash, one. Remember? Yeah. And then of course the Ellie's boyfriend at the time had uh, the little microscope and it had like little semen in it, and I was kind of like, oh, poor Ellie. Like she always has to go through all these things at her school, you know? Yeah. Now, now, now there's something new. Now she's got the she's going to be known at the pottheads kid, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Poor Ellie. She's going to hate junior high. Oh, or Ellie. She, or she might be the most popular girl. Who knows? Wait, wasn't she also super religious like two episodes ago? Oh yeah. <laughs> That was really funny. Fornicators. Oh, boy. Um, and we have Andre, this episode, pulling stunts again. He honestly is doing anything he can possible to win the season. So he decides he's going to need glasses because if he has glasses, he can, like, spy on everything mm-hmm. and pretend that he can't see while he's doing it. Um, I mean, he literally plays blind. Typical Andre. Typical but Andre. I thought he was hilarious in this episode. Yeah, you were pretty fond hilarious. of him. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Just the whole like, and just the whole interaction with him and Kevin. Yeah, just there's a lot of that. Like, oh well, you know what? I think we should trust. I think we should set each other's lineup. Um, but you know, it's okay. Take off your glasses. What you don't trust me? Hey, what it is? And you know, we're, we're trust. We're gonna set each other's lineup. Here, take off your glasses. What do you need? Oh, okay. You know, just trying to do anything to prove or to have Andre prove that he doesn't need the glasses. Right. Know? And um, obviously, no one's put on the glasses yet mm. to like really see if there's a prescription in there. But they're messing with Andre. Andre thinks they have no idea what's going on and that he's, I love that. you know. When Taco was like, oh, how many fingers am I holding up? Oh, I, I can't hear you, Jenny. And it was just like, obviously, it's not Jenny talking. Right. Like, and you don't go blind overnight and then need glasses. Like, so it was, it was pretty ridiculous, but pretty hysterical. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that he saw, uh, his Kevin's scout page and, and then pretended he didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. And that set everything in motion for Kevin. I think Kevin handled it really well. And he's yeah. like, it's fine. I'll set your lineup. And moved Eddie Lacey and, and Andre was like, that seems like a really short name for where you put it. <laughs> I just like any visual of like, uh, him just taking off the glasses and, just, and he would look like in the complete wrong direction. I should look at, I should not look at the camera. It's like, no, but he wouldn't uh, even squint. He was like, <laughs> what? Or be just, like me saying like, what Lauren? <laughs> Clearly it's you talking and I hear your voice. Um, but yeah, that was pretty funny. And then of course at the end they discover that, um, Andre could actually see and they knew it, but he was revealed because he was frightened by the sight of Rafi without pants. And, and clearly, was like, it was like, Oh, I got you guys. I right. got you guys. You know, you guys fell for my prank. It's like, uh, we knew the whole time, Andre. Right. And let's, let's talk about Rafi for a sec. Oh, Rafi. Let's go there. Um, oh, Rafi. he's back. Every time he's in an episode, for whatever reason, it's all about poop, and it makes me uncomfortable. And, mm-hmm. like, I can handle a poop joke. But the fact that he eats his poop or, like, he, like, does uh, protective poops mm-hmm. or protective defense poops or whatever it is, it just is so – it takes me out of the episode. I can buy into the weed getting in the recipe. I can buy into, like, Andre faking blindness. It's the Rafi stuff I'm just like, eh, you lost me there, League. You I lost mean, we, me. We kind of mentioned it two weeks ago where I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of humor. I don't find a single thing in this world offensive at all. So don't, you know, I don't get offended by anything. But I just don't feel the need of, of certain jokes. Like, of, yeah. cer- of certain kind of jokes. Like, oh, did it have to be poop jokes? Or was it's so it, weird. Was there no alternative? Right. Like, it's just so, like, I feel like Rafi didn't have to be involved in this episode whatsoever. But maybe because Ruxin wasn't, Rafi was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That's a good. That's a good. Maybe that's the mentality behind it. Maybe no they. Luxon, so let's put in Rafi. Right. Like let's add some flair. But like the show is so smart, and everything always makes sense and comes full circle, and like all the like things tie together and you know weave a perfect web. But like the Rafi stories just never really gel and i feel funny like. because a lot of these episodes are a little bit longer so normally they're 30 minutes right but now they're 38 minutes now you got to think well would it still have the same pizzazz without rafi and maybe taking off five six seven eight minutes i think so like I'm okay with it I, guys I like rafi you know especially i love that him episode where it showed how kind of how he kind of came up with dirty randy right but yeah just the poop stuff it takes it too far like i don't know I like old like Rafi the, the random boners that he's that he gets. That's kind of funny for the most part. But yeah, just the whole like. I mean, even kind of beginning with what he's like. All right, I'm teaching a self defense on self defense. I'm like, okay, this can be kind of funny. That is funny because you know? what he's it's like reverse self defense. Yeah. So he's teaching women self defense against the men and what they do. But then he's teaching the men what the women are being taught so that they know how to defend themselves against the self defense. Yeah. Which, if you think about it, is kind of genius terrible in terms of like self-defense <laughs> yeah. because clearly that needs to happen for a reason but the thought process behind it but then why go do like self-defeases yeah because that's step three apparently i mean he was in the bar they were all together they were talking like step one this step two this and then step three the the self-defeases and i guess he actually does it and it's like oh well it doesn't that really necessary i mean it kind of tied into the end when it was rafi and the asian guy kind of right. battling each other and then the whole i guess the punchline of the end of the episode was the whole oh wow he used my own move against me right you know? so the frittata basically pooped himself yeah on rafi I mean, right not on him on him but you know but. i mean even that guy was kind of unnecessary <laughs> like that whole storyline of lee way lee was kind of unnecessary if you think about it yeah it only made sense because of Rafi. Pretty much, yeah. But, I mean... I mean, even so, like, they added the whole, well, you know, he's dating my ex-girlfriend. You know, you take that out, it really wouldn't have been much of a... Like, it would have... Nothing would have been missed. No, I would have rather seen whatever happened to, like, Jenny and if she was penalized at the school or, yeah. like... Something like that. I would have liked to see that story wrap up. Or I would have liked to have seen something in regards to Pete, like uh, what happened yeah. after the speed or after the kick or after the, the his seizure that like, he Like, are they going to break up? Because they clearly didn't. So now are they going to be together next episode? I think maybe we should talk about some predictions. After Buzz TV predictions. Well, look at you. Ooh, and, almost and now, you're After Buzz TV predictions. George. I think, yes. based on previous patterns, that Pete will no longer be with that girl. <laughs> but for whatever reason, I think he's going to have a new girl next episode. Okay. One that doesn't look like Jenny. Yeah, I wonder if they like noticed that she looked super like his actual wife. Because mm-hmm. Katie Asselton is his wife. So. Mm-hmm. I know. You, the first thing you said was like, oh, wow, they get to do a cut. Co- oh, no, it's not her. Right. It was weird. It was like <laughs> a bait and switch or something. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I also, I wouldn't mind seeing Milady, the cat. And I actually keep calling Lauren Milady. And really? every time I do, I just do it because I'm like, my lady, not Milady, but, or the cat, but because I think it's funny and clearly she's she, not Milady. She, she made us put the cat up again. Last, oh, of course she did. Lauren Leonelli. She's crazy. She is a cray cat lady. It's okay. It's okay. I like like crazy. She's funny about it, so it's cute. (laughs) And she only has one cat. She doesn't have, like, seven, so. Well, not yet. Not yet, exactly. I predict Lauren gets another cat. When? 
I don't know. Just kidding. I don't. No. Let me just say. Let me just say this, by the way. What I follow you at Two Drunk Girls on Instagram, and that one post you put up with the oh, so, uh, with the wine and say when, and then there's like a room full of wine. I thought that was hilarious. Thank you. That I was today's almost... post, guys. You should check it out on Instagram. You can follow Lauren and I at Two Drunk Girls um, on Instagram, Twitter, our websites twodrunkgirls.net. Me personally, you can follow at Jennifer Golden now on Twitter. I have retired Jen the Jew on Twitter, but I am still Jen the Jew on Instagram. But let me say this. Everything else is Jennifer Golden. And I love, because I'm obsessed with you two. Like, I literally love you both. You're the best. I feel so bad because you look so amazing today. And I just put on a few, you know, I have my St. New. No, that's portraits, awesome. You know? You're sporty. Just We're casual. watching the league. I'm also wearing sneakers you wouldn't know because they're under the so, desk. But with that said, I loved your salt and pepper costume <gasps> from Thank Halloween. Thank you. Yay. We were real proud of it. So. Except when people didn't know who we were. We looked like what? two little red meatballs with African hats on. Oh. But anyway, what were you following? Following? Uh, I am at G-Hermosa, G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A, on Twitter and at Instagram. And I don't know, hit us up on, on, on Twitter. Yeah. Ask us some questions. Wait, what were you for Halloween? Like, you didn't see me on, so you didn't see my Instagram? I probably, I was on, I was doing Halloween. What were you? Well, I mean, I was, I had the red, the orange suspenders and the bow tie, but it wasn't a costume. That's just what I wear on a Friday night. Oh, well, obviously. Well, look it up. At, at G Hermosa, G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A. You can see my costume there. Again, I mean, it, you can call it a costume. I call it a Friday night. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you for another week of the league. We have, I think, three more episodes to go, and then the season's over. Sad. But we'll be here next week, and we can't wait to see you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.